welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Pennington and today I want to talk about beware of fraudsters when starting a fund. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around and now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, so this episode is a little bit of a rant and a little bit of, of caution to you out there when you're starting a fund, when you start accumulating money into a fund, you accumulate a lot of investors, a lot of deals, but you also accumulate a lot of fraudsters that start knocking on your door. I was talking to one of my mentors a little bit ago, and he said when he was starting his fund, his first fund, he was doing hard money loans and different payments on, on properties and deals. And he said almost every week they would have somebody come to their office sit down, pitch them an idea. He would look at his partner like, is this guy crazy? Like, what's he? And he would, they would all kind of get in a fight and he'd be like, are you serious? You really want that much money from us? And then they'd kind of kick him out of his office and be like, this guy, is, that's gotta be illegal or something. Come to find out when the crash happened, 2008, 2009, 2010, into that time period when the SEC started investigating a lot of these deals, he came back, my mentor was telling me that during that time period, almost every week they would open up the Sunday paper and see one of the people that they had, had pitched them a deal was going to jail or was in court or subpoenaed to something. And they said, oh, I remember this guy? Yeah, he came in our office. Oh man, he's going to jail. And they'd kind of laugh and be like, man, good thing we avoided that deal. So avoiding fraudsters is such a big deal. He, another quote from Warren Buffett is, he's the example of, of water. When the tide's up, you can't see who's wearing underpants. But once the tide goes out, you can see who's, who's naked below. And that's what happens right now in an up economy. Things are going good. You can't really tell who's not wearing, not wearing underwear or swim trunks. When the tide goes out though, when a crash happens, whatever it is, you're going to start seeing people who aren't actually, don't have an, an actual business plan. The fraudsters, the scammers, the schemers out there. I want to tell you a quick story. It happened to me about two weeks ago. I got on a call with some guys. Uh, this one guy, his name's Brian, fantastic guy. He's like, Bridger, I got this fantastic deal for you. These guys, they need $5 million. They're looking for it quick. And I said, great, that sounds awesome. That's something we can do. And he said, let me get the documents together. So he kind of organized things. And he sent me over, started sending me over this, their balance sheets, their financials, all this stuff. So these guys are looking to buy a property on the strip in Las Vegas. They needed $5 million for a down payment on this property. The story goes that they had an investors lined up. One of the investors dropped out and they need $5 million in the next two weeks to be able to close on this property. And then over the next you know, 12 to 18 months, they're gonna start developing this property and either flip it or do something else with it, right? So they're calling me for $5 million. They also sent over a balance sheet from a guy, I'll, I'll, I'll name him Mike, I'm not gonna tell you his real name, but he sends over a balance sheet of Mike. Mike's has apparently on this sheet, $128 million of assets, okay? So he's got, I mean, he's got property in Montana, he's got a beach house in Miami, he's got Hawaii property, he's got his Rolls Royce. I mean, they put out jewels, diamonds, they listed every one of his assets to show him, I guess, as a guarantor, right? So I have all this information. Brian calls me back, says, hey, they wanna talk to you. I said, great, and they, they said, okay, we're gonna set up a call tomorrow at 10 a.m. I said, fantastic, and we hung up the phone. I was like, crap, what am I gonna do? Like, these guys are, these guys are big time players. They wanna talk to me. 
they don't know I'm a 24 year old kid just out of college and, and barely struggling to get by. So I called my mentor that night. I was way scared. We get on the phone. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm, these guys are, these guys are big time players. They do real estate all over the country. I mean, this one guy's worth $128 million. These guys are, are very wealthy and powerful people. And my mentor said, Bridger, hold on. You got to understand you are the one in the driver's seat. You're the one with the money. They're calling you. They want to do deals with you, right? I said, oh yeah, you're right. I said, you need to take control of that conversation tomorrow. You need to be the one, the captain, because they're calling you. You're the one, they're trying to, they're trying to pitch you. You're not trying to pitch them, right? And I said, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So he said, calm down, but you need to have confidence. And he said, you kind of need to be a jerk on the phone just a little bit because you've got to be the guy that's like, nah, I'm not doing a dumb deal. You got to be smart. You got to ask decisive questions and drill into their business model and plan and have confidence in that and make them prove to you how they're gonna pay you the money back, how the whole deal is gonna work, make them prove it and sell to you. So the next morning we get on the phone, it's 10 a.m., we dial in, and I dial in, Brian's on the phone, the guy he's been talking to gets on the phone, and then Mike, the really rich guy, the $128 million guy, hops on the phone. I was like, oh crap, Mike's on the phone. And then his top three analysts and partners hop on the phone too. So there's like six or seven people on this phone call, and there could have been more, I didn't even know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these, all these men are twice my age. And I just was thinking back to my mentor the night before, okay, they're gonna pitch me, I gotta have confidence in myself, I gotta do this. So they, they start the phone call, all right guys, let's get started. And I said, hey, I just got a few questions, can I fire them off? And they said, yeah, go ahead. And I kind of took control of this conversation. I said, all right guys, so first off, tell me about your deal. And so they walked me through, oh, we're gonna buy this great property and we're gonna fix it up and do this and we're gonna move it around and all this great stuff. I said, great, that's fantastic. I said, here on your balance sheet, it looks like you have $3 million cash in your bank accounts. Like, why don't you just use some of that and I'll give you $2 million? Why do you need $5 million? I said, oh, well, that's someone's personal money. That's Mike's personal money. We don't want to use that. And I said, all right, so you're looking for $5 million. When, when do you need this by? And they said, well, we need it yesterday. And we all kind of laughed. And they said, but seriously, as soon as we can. I said, well, what happened? Why do you guys need money now? You guys seem like wealthy, capable people. Why don't you have a relationship with a bank or somebody else that can give you this money? Well, we had investors lined up and this one investor decided to opt out just barely. It's really gonna screw us. We need this money right now to be able to close and lock up this deal. I said, okay, I understand. That's, I mean, that's why people call me at the last minute, right? It's because they need this. So I keep asking them questions. I said, what happens if one of you guys die? What's gonna happen then? What's the, what's the game plan? They walk me through, oh, well, we would do this. And I said, okay. And what I was trying to do is just put them on their heels and make them think through all of the scenarios. And I said, guys, honestly, this is how I work. This is how the deal has to be done. I said, I, I'm gonna, I have $5 million waiting in my bank account for someone like you to call me because I know you guys get yourselves into bad situations and you wouldn't be calling me unless you're in a tight situation. And I said, I need to verify, usually I verify about, on this deal I verified about $7 million of hard assets that I can foreclose on, but because you need this money so fast, I'm gonna require $10 million on this, from this balance sheet right now of assets that I can put a first deed of trust on before I send you the $5 million. And the one guy was like, whoa, $10 million, what are you talking about? And I said, honestly, this is a great balance sheet and all, but this is a piece of paper to me. I have no idea if you actually own these properties, if there's other mortgages or titles on them, if you have different partners, I have no idea what's on this sheet. You guys could be completely BSing this whole sheet to me. So to, to hedge my bets, I'm guessing when you say there's $10 million of assets, I bet it's about six or seven million worth. So, and if I lose my money, I need to guarantee to my investors somehow 
a way that they can get paid back. If I don't do that, then why am I even, why are my investors even trusting me? For me to do this, I've got it. This is the 4th July weekend. I've got to scramble the jets. I got to, I got to get all my guys, my team up, mobilized. I got to get them on flights out to these different properties, do title insurance to pull the reports on all of these. I said, to do that, I'm going to charge three points up front right now to be able to do that. And they said, whoa, what are you talking about? And I said, I need three points up front because this is a game time right now. This is a Thursday afternoon. It's the 4th of July weekend and you need this done right now. Well, guess what? It's going to charge you because you guys screwed up and you need my money. And these guys are like, okay, well, fine. And I said, I said, is that something you're willing to do? Do you have $10 million of property on this balance sheet? It looks like you have a fantastic balance sheet. Which ones do you want to work with? And they said, well, and, and Mike, the really rich guy, stepped up and said, whoa, I didn't know we were going to have to leverage different things on our balance sheet. I, I thought we could just do this deal. And I said, honestly, Mike, explain to me and, and just put yourself in my shoes. I'm giving you $5 million. I don't know any of you guys. I don't want to be your partner. I'm your lender. And for all I, for all I know, you guys are going to fly to the Bahamas and use this money on a vacation. Okay. I have no idea what you're going to do with this money. So I have to guarantee my $5 million somehow in some way. And typically the best way to do that is with a hard asset like real estate that I can foreclose on. If in two months I can't get a hold of you and you fall off the face of the earth, well, then I can just move on these properties. The other analyst popped up and said, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Mike can, Mike can help guarantee this. And Mike said, no, I can't. What are you talking about? And then they started fighting all, all four of these guys started fighting with each other. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I said, I kind of just went quiet on the phone and this whole team of guys that are apparently very wealthy and do billions of dollars of real estate started fighting with each other and get mad. And Oh, I thought you were going to guarantee it. And I know we're not. And I, and as I was sitting there on the phone call, I had this moment where I just stepped back for a second and they were talking and I said, wow, I'm 24 years old. I'm making a bunch of grown men fight with each other over a deal because they're trying to pitch me on this deal. And they have no clue that I'm brand new to this. I have a teeny fund and I'm just scraping by and I'm trying to grow this thing like crazy. And they have no idea. And I thought this is amazing that I have the opportunity because I have a fund, because I've put this small system together that I can get on the phone with guys like this Mike guy that's worth a hundred and something million dollars and all these other guys that are really smart, successful people. I kind of just thank my lucky stars. And then I came back to just yelling and screaming again and uh, I kind of shot back into like, oh, into the moment of, okay, wow. Okay. We're back. And, and these guys are all getting mad at each other. And they just said, sorry, we're, I guess we have a very big mis- misunderstanding with what this is going to work. And I said, I got back on the phone. And I said, guys, honestly, do you think this money's free or what do you, what do you guys think? And they said, Said, and then the one guy, one of these really bold guys steps up and he goes, all right, here's the deal. We're gonna, you're going to give us $5 million. On August 1st, we're going to give you back a million dollars profit. Okay, Do you want that or not? This is a deal of a lifetime, dude. You're going to make a million dollars. And I said, dude, it sounds like this is a big scheme and you guys have nothing. Right? If you were so wealthy and they were bragging before that they had a billion dollar fund that they could call down. I said, great. If you guys have a billion dollar fund, go grab five million of your billion dollar fund. Go ahead. That's, that's less than 1% of your fund. Apparently, since you guys are so rich, go grab your money. But there's a reason you're on the phone with me right now is because you guys are in a bad spot and need money fast. And because of that, you have to pay a premium to do it. And if not, I can move on to other deals. And the one guy was, he was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess we had a misunderstanding. I said, I, I guess so. And I said, 
you guys think about it over the weekend while you, this deal slips out of your fingertips. And if on Monday or Tuesday you think about it again, give me a call and, and we can move forward. And uh, they said, okay, thanks. And, and they hung up and I took a big breath. I was like, <gasps> I like fell back in my chair. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and Brian, the guy that set up the deal called me right after. And he just started to apologize. He said, I'm so sorry, Bridger. Um, they, these guys, I'm, I'm sorry. They apparently weren't framed for this call and they had no idea. And I just said, he's like, they're so out of their minds. They, they should have known what this kind of deal, how this works, right? I said, yeah, it sounds like they're not, they're not what, who they say they are. And, and a lot of it sounds like a, a scam. He said, yeah, it sounds like it. And, um, and he agreed with me and he's been doing deals for 25 years. He's about twice my age. And, and I said, well, you know, if they, if they want to do a deal, they can call me next week and, and we can get this done. And I'm going to probably charge them an extra 50 grand to do it. And, uh, for because they're waiting. And so anyways, we hung up the phone and, and it made me reflect on, on that whole phone call. This guy was telling me, you have the deal of a lifetime. You're going to make a million bucks a month, right? It was about a month deal. You got a million dollars coming in a month, Bridger. Why don't you take this as the deal of a lifetime? And I said, because you're not wearing underpants, bro. <laughs> when the tide goes out, you guys are doing something illegal. Something doesn't add up here. Because if it did, you would be fine. If you trust in your deal that enough, you'd be fine putting up an asset as a, a lien, a first deed of trust and asset. But since you don't trust in your deal enough, then you won't put up your assets and or your assets are all fake, right? So one of those two things are happening. So this is a warning. I've Since I've started my fund, I've had a handful, I can't even count, a number of these phone calls where people call me for money. They've got this great idea. They've got all this stuff. And then when you, I start asking questions to the core of their business, they stumble, they can't answer. When I ask them for the verifiable documents, from Chase Bank, they say, oh man, that's not gonna work, we can't get that to you, oh, it's gonna be two weeks, it's gonna be a month, and I say, okay, well call me in a month when, when you actually have proof of what you're saying. So beware when you start raising money in your fund that scammers are gonna find you every which way, and it's kinda of fun to hear them out, it's fun to talk, but always remember, everybody is trying to take your money. That's today's episode, see you guys next time. Yo, if you're just starting out, you probably have a lot of questions, that's awesome, I want to hear them. So please go to investmentfundsecrets.com, submit your questions, and if I like your question enough, I actually wanna bring you on the show with me to ask those questions live to me, and I'm gonna bring on another investment fund manager to answer them for you. So if you're interested in that, please submit a good question on the website. Again, that's investmentfundsecrets.com. See you there.